Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend's action in the Ulster Club Championship where Butler's Bridge firstly take on on Reacht from down Saturday afternoon, quarter to four in Kingsbound Breffney. And it's part of a double header which will climax with Rammer taking on the reigning Ulster champions, Kilku, also from down. It throws in at 6 p.m. to look ahead to the game. I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo Celt. We'll hear from the Rammer United manager, Ray Cole, the Butler's Bridge manager, um, Dara McCarthy. And we'll also hear from Niall McCoy from Gaelic Life and RTE um, as he gives us the insight into down. Paul, we'll start off with, with yourself, though. Um, I suppose you're, you're looking forward to this one. may not be in attendance, but you're looking forward to particularly Rammer to see exactly what the Cavan champions can do against one of the best sides in Ulster over the last decade. Yeah, yeah, I'm Damien. I think it'd be just an unbelievable boost for the county if Rammer could could get a win here. Like, even if Rammer are competitive, I think that's going to be good for the county because we haven't generally been competitive against the best teams in Ulster in the in the senior. Um, but if they could actually get a win, I think it would be unbelievable. I think it would be... It'd be almost as good as as a Cavan team winning an Ulster Championship, like a Minor or something, because people would be absolutely buzzing. Because you know, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I I just cannot accept, and maybe that's just bias on my part as a Cavan man, but I can't accept that Rammer are the worst of the nine Ulster champions. Uh, like that's how the bookies have it. They have Rammer is twenty five to one outsiders of, of the nine. Yeah, mm. I just can't. I just can't see that. Is there? How could it be the well, worst, worst of the nine? Where I don't think our football is that bad, but yet the stats say uh, it is. I wonder, is part of, I was thinking about this after, is, is part of Rammer being the, 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 the outsider, the fact that they got Kilku in the first round? You know, is it the fact that they decided yeah. to draw they're mm. least likely? Is, is, has that as much to do with it as it is that they're saying they're the worst team in Ulster? I don't think it is. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, definitely the draw is definitely a big part of it. But um, when you look at it, as we said before, apart from Cavan Gales in 2017, no Cavan team has won a game uh, in this competition since 2008. And I remember actually, I had just started in the Celt a few weeks at the time and um, going up to Belfast, and the Gales went up and beat St. Gauls uh, in casement. And that was that was unbelievable. And I remember yeah. thinking, like, you know, first year covering the Ulster Club and, and, and our champions went up and beat a really good St. Gauls team uh, in Belfast. And the following year, they were beaten an extra time 
and then slowly it started to get worse and worse. In 2010, uh, I remember Kingscourt had the benefit of actually playing on their home pitch in Kingscourt against the Donegal champions, Glenties. And pl- that was a great game. It was a, playing a really nice, mild day for the time of year. And I remember there was a huge crowd there. I remember someone from Glenties wrote a letter into the Celt uh, afterwards, a supporter thanking Kingscourt for their hospitality and saying what an occasion it was. And they were, they were competitive that day. They think they lost it by about five points, four or five points, but they were in that game. Um, but it got worse and worse then. Uh, like the Gales the following year lost by a point to Dan Swilly. I should have won it. They were big favourites, a last-minute goal. So I suppose you're still competitive to that point. Uh, then Mullerhorn got a heavy beating in 2012. And I suppose from there, really, it started to, to really plummet. Balignal, like were pretty well beaten by Rosley in 2013. Um the Gales then a narrow defeat to Slot Neil in, in 14. King scored a hammer. Yeah, that was up in Derry, which was yeah, that was the start of a Slot Neil run. Yeah, they should, have, they should have probably got a draw to miss the free that the, the yeah. end. Yeah. Then you had uh King scored were, were hammered really by Kilku in, in 15. And then Rammer, like Rammer went and played Mahari, who were a new team in, in Armagh, like after beat, beating the Cross Midland and that was an opportunity and they were competitive in that game too. Lost it by a few points, a couple of points maybe. But then, then you had then you had the, the Gales in 17 getting to the final of it. So maybe uh, maybe it's not as bad as, as we think. There's a couple of bad defeats that has left some scar tissue, but maybe when but it's, how did I go through it? We generally be competitive. 18. Uh, well, 18 was Castle Rahan up in Kings Court and they had a man sent off um against the Derry champions. Um can't think of the, the name. Yeah, it was against Colrain. Colrain. Colrain, yeah. that's right. That's right. And and that was a game probably they should have won or could have won. Remember, they could have won that Kieran one. Yeah. Missed out on that game, didn't he? Or, or sorry, Ocean Kieran played that game but had missed out on the county final. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. And then um, 19 that the, the they lost to the Donegal crowd in Breffney. And nine, 19 was a horrible one because yeah. the Donegal champions had the opportunity. They, they only had three days to prepare mm. for it. No, like it was a bad was one. Yeah. Lined up. That was a real bad one. And it, it, that's where it kind of leaves it tight. The bookmakers, though, I'm just looking at the, the betting for the game. Well, Paddy Power has uh, Kilku 7 to 2, Rammer 1 to 4. So the other way around. No yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, the other way around. Yeah, seven to two, one to four for uh, Kilku, obviously favourites, but it's not that big of an upset in terms of bookmakers. Ah, uh, well, it would be Damien, like seven to two. I'm trying to think um, of previous games where you would have a team seven to two. Like um, Mullerhorn weren't even seven to two against Garner in the quarterfinal. I think they were three to one. So that's the sort of way you're looking at it. But then, like, just to compare, so Dr. Crokes are one to eight against Legion. You know, there, there, there's times in Gaelic football games we see one to ten, you know, yeah. on. So it's it's uh, it, it, it's the fact that I, I think the bookmakers aren't just saying this is a gimme. This is an absolute gimme. It's it's not that. It's it's, not for, it's, to be honest, it's, I don't think it's far off it. Like, if I was betting on the game now, I'd be looking at that as, like, one to four away from home, I think that is pretty solid. Like, but okay. look, I'm I'm going to be back in Rammer to be honest. At that price, oh, yeah. I'm going to have I'm going to have a patriotic bet on Rammer, hundred percent. Um, and I'll probably back yeah. the bridge as well. Well, the bridge are favourites going in. They're four to seven on. Um, are so they? They're, they're, yeah, so they're they're favourites going in seven to four, four to seven. Um, 
so that we, we'll get to the bridge game after. Do, do you, right, betting aside, do you think that Rammer can win this game? I definitely think Rammer can win this game. 100% I think Rammer can win this game. It's it's a one-off game of football. I'm really and truly, that's what I'm saying about this run that Cavan teams have been on. And just It's only just there now when I went through them uh, out loud and started to think, well, hang on, we... Heavy defeats have been an outlier, like Mullahorn in 2012, Kingsford in 2015, hammered. Um, probably Balanya losing to Rosley was, was a poor enough one, but generally we've been competitive in games and come away with regrets from games. Like you couldn't come away with regrets when you lose with 15 points, you're just outclassed, probably. But when, you, when you're coming away losing narrowly in these winter games, you can probably you're probably thinking, yeah. Uh, it wouldn't have taken that much more. So, some team just needs to book the trend. Like, it, like not winning a game is, is like if you think back to, let's say the eighties and nineties, like and Cavan were struggling. Cavan weren't, weren't couldn't win a game for seven years in, in the Ulster Championship. But yet in that time, uh, Kingscourt made it Ulster finals in eighty seven and in ninety and um, finally at Bailey the end Burn. of like, Bailey Burn ninety five. So you were actually making Ulster finals. Like yeah. Rammer, I think lost by a point to Lavi and in. in 92 and the one. So the Cavan were very competitive. I don't believe that the standard has dropped that badly. I think it's just probably is, it's probably been so competitive in Cavan that it has left it that when teams win, as you hinted at before, when teams win the county championship, they kind of feel they have their job done and it's such a big deal to win the county championship. Whereas if you had a dominant team like a, like a King's Court back in the 80s or like the Gales or whatever, uh, they're more used to to the rhythms of the season, and they, they go in and they they know what 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 else to throw at you because it seems to do it does seem to throw something different at you than your club championship does because there's yeah. definitely a tradition of of teams with experience of it tend to do better, which is again why it was so disappointing that Castran didn't do better because um, they were on top of their game at the time. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I think so. To answer your question, I think that I think that it's. The Rammer defence is very, very good, I think. I don't think there's any weak links in that defence. Like they have an excellent goalkeeper. Uh, and I think that the three marksmen that they have up front are are going to be a handful for anyone. And you'll hear from Niall McCoy now. He says there's there's generally been a feeling in, in Darren that that the uh, full-back full line can be got at. But he says they're after winning nine or ten championships in, in 12 years or something. So they haven't there's, been there's a feel, There's a feeling, but there's no evidence. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's that kind of way. Well, come here, before we go to Niall McKay, let's hear from the Ram United manager, Ray Cole. So, Ray, I suppose I'll start off. Um, how was the celebrations? I don't know. So we had a great night down the right, Damien, and then so we had to go at Mund again, even though I wouldn't be used to that crack anymore. I used to do that, but not anymore. But um, we, we went at Mund again, and that was fantastic. The great buzz around the town, and uh, then we went Tuesday with the cups to the school and stuff like that, and that was it then. I think the boys. Headed for Dublin Tuesday night, but enough done it, you know. And did you get uh, get back to training then at the weekend, or what way were you? Yeah, back then on Friday night, uh, Friday done, Tuesday done, so we're back again there tomorrow night. And uh, go, uh, everybody in great form, and mad, mad to get going again there. It's great, uh, great, great response from the lads. I suppose after the game, I was talking to you and. Uh, at the end of the interview, you were saying how you you, you know you really wanted to give Ulster a, a, a crack at it. Was it something that you had thought of at any stage during the year before that Sunday you, when you won the county final? 
No, no, no. I, I wasn't thinking that. I, was, I wasn't thinking that far. But I always said that if it did get, if it did get a chance to have a grammar, and um, I'd always said if it did win a, a final, that we'd always give Ulster a crack. I always said that because teams in Clare haven't haven't done it over the years. And I, I think that deal was so many different winners, and then you hadn't much time. Like sometimes only a week, and then you had to go again in Ulster. Do you know what I mean? But lucky enough this year now we we, we have well, we should have had four weeks but we, probably three weeks we had which is which is which is piles you know what I mean get organised but so I always tell it to myself that if it did get Rama and get final that we would look at that because of do you know what I mean I'd like to put put your best foot forward in, in Ulster because winning your county Zimbabwe have won a couple so mm. it's time for them to take the next step you know and would you have. Would you have played many teams from outside of Cavan in, in challenge matches over the last couple of years or would you have had an idea of how you how you might compare to them? Ah, yeah, like we played the Lake of Scotstown, fairly regular, but a lot of fairly regular. We played St. Jude in a, in a great game this year up in Dublin there before the championship started. And two of us got the finals. They were just unlucky at the end there to just didn't get over the line. But... Um, yeah, we'd always go and look for teams that would be that step above us to see where we were, you know what I mean? So it, it, uh, just to get the boys used to it if we did get the chance, you know? Very good. Tell me this, do you know much about Kilku? Obviously the county finals, you, you, you hardly got a chance to get up to it. No, no. Um, it was the same day as our draw match. But yeah. um, look, at Mickey Moran is, 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 a, is a serious trainer and, and any team he's with is going to be good. So under... Ulster champions as well, and um, uh, look, a very experienced team. A couple of young guys mixed into it there now, you know what I mean? But still, very experienced team all around. And, do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's going to take a big, 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 um, going to take a big push to beat them. But look, the boys are up for it, so we'll see how we go. Looking, looking through the team, it, it seems to be. Uh, I suppose a bit like your your own side, but it's a family affair, particularly with the the, the Johnson seem to be doing an awful lot of damage. Yeah, look, you seen. Uh, I think it was Ryan that played against um, Cavan the twenty sixth. You'd know about him and uh, Shailen. He's or uh, was it Richard or was Shailen? Was it him? Shailen, yeah, the younger lad. Yeah, yeah. 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 He has uh, that young lad. Uh, watching the videos the other night now of, of the of the down final, and he can he can travel so. Look at the piles of players and um, as you say, family affair with the Vanigans and, and Johnsons and all that, you know what I mean? And uh, well organised and used to playing with each other and uh, hard to beat, yeah. The, the matchups are, go- are going to be important. Have you a full clean of he- bill of health at, at the moment? Yeah, at the moment everybody is playing fit. Uh, we've still another week to get through, but uh, hopefully. We- Fingers crossed that everybody will get through the week without um, any injuries or anything else. You know yourself, um, the way things are going on. But um, look, yeah, everybody's in good form. Everybody's out training. And um, looking forward to it, actually, because um, it's um, after putting a good hand years training in, it's nice to have something then to go on to then. You know what I mean? That's, that's just all over, you know? Yeah. Is home advantage, I suppose, you're going to have a double header with, with the, the intermediate, with Butler's Bridge, also facing the downside, but is home advantage going to be a big thing? Yeah, well, we were very lucky they mean, to play all of Champions this year in Brecon, you know, I mean? every game we played was in Brecon. Yeah, of course it is, but the two have played there too, so, you know what I mean, it'll not be just as as, as new to them as, as you think, you know what I mean, to play back in 
was it 16 to get Bowden there? I'm not sure. It was 16 or 17 to get Bowden yeah, there. And, um, yeah. yeah, and they played, the Bayern would have played... Um, Kings Court. Kings Court would have played Ulster Champion back to there. It's with Down and Underage and stuff. So, look, it'll not be new to them, but look, it will be good for us because it's, it's uh, familiar for us and it's no big thing anymore. Like, we'll be going to, I suppose you could call it our home pitch there for, for the last six weeks or eight weeks, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Hope, hopefully, there's a big support, a big Cavan support comes out to to get behind both Butler's Bridge and and Rammer because it'll be great to see that. Does like does does Cavan's record in this competition motivate the players themselves to 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 try to be the ones that will change the fortunes of a Cavan club? Yeah, I think so. And and, and I was talking to Dara during the week there, and I hear you saying now and uh, go for a big question and. I hope, I was just going to say that, yeah, I hope the support come out because one thing to do have to have, um, not sure what the team does, but to have very good support and very vocal support. So I hope we definitely get our crew out, the Rammer uh, supporters out, and I hope the rest of the cabin come out as well and, and, and uh, give us a cheer on that um, we can get over the line, you know? Like, it, in fairness, I like the way Ray states that, right, well, I always said when, if I got the Rammer job and if we won the county final, we'd give Ulster a good rattle. And literally his mind just switched to it straight away after the game. And I, I was taken aback by, after the county final in the interview, I never brought up Ulster and I usually do, but he jumped on it. He was like, and listen, we've got to give Ulster a rattle. So he was already on to the next target. And that for me is a huge positive. And we'll hear Darren McCarthy talking about it in his interview a little bit later on, but Obviously, that focus is going to be a big positive and a big help to it. But where where I, I I've I've become the the, <laughs> the roles have been reversed here, Paul. I'm I'm going to be the the, the 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 kind of the pessimist here because all evidence shows that Kilku are a class outfit that they're they're one of the best teams in Ulster over the last decade. Like when they hammered Kingscourt in 2015. They weren't that far off an Ulster title. I think they got to the Ulster final that year or the following year. And then they, they progressed and got better. And you could see them under Mickey Morn. Um, you know, first year there, he he wins an Ulster title with them. Like, uh, we're, we're talking about Rammer here and Rammer are the best team in Cavan. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But there's no evidence to state that they can go a level above here. And that's why I was asking Ray in the interview about the you know, challenge matches. Okay, they played, they played Mullignac, the Scotstown, St. Jude's, all very good sides. Challenge matches can be a very different thing than than Ulster Championship. I remember um, talking with, with, with Cavan Gales lads when they were in their pomp and winning regular championships and they, they'd go and they'd play the best club teams, teams that were winning Leinster's teams that were winning Ulster titles, teams that were winning Connacht titles and they'd beat them and beat them easy. I heard... Colin Parkinson talking about how Cavan Gales used to hammer them in club challenges and then you know they'd go on and win a Leinster title and, and Cavan Gales would be beaten in the first round there's a big big difference and I I just don't see at the moment that we're closing that gap if Rammer had a different county maybe a, a team that had a little less pedigree in Ulster mm. yeah I'd give them a chance I, I look at I genuinely believe that that this Rammer side will get better and will improve from the experience, but I just can't see how they're going to beat Kilku. I, I, I think that 
that while the Rammer defense is good, this Kilku forward line is going to be another level. Like the, the Johnson brothers are, the three of them are all electric. Now there's, there's a question mark over Sheila Johnson. He was off injured in the, in the final at half time. So whether he's going to be fit to go, um, will, will be interesting. And if he's not, it's going to be a loss, but Ryan and Jerome are both class. They're, they're playing on top of their, their, their game at the moment. Connor Laverty, I'm not a hundred percent sure how, how good he is, but he's going to take watching. He's definitely going to take watching. Like he's 30, Eight, would he be 37, 38 years of age at the minute? So he's he's you'd imagine he's past his best, but you just you can't you can't rely on the fact that he's he's on on the way down. You've got to be watching him the whole time. And, and what he's not going to bring is scores, he's going to bring you know link play and, and smart play. So um I think that the, the Rammer defense are gonna have their work cut out to manage that Kilku forward line. Um and then as as we'll hear from Niall McCoy, Brannigan's working from that back line as well are are are, are excellent defenders and they'll have they, they'll be used to marking three real quality forwards and that's what they're going to have to do and do it well against McAvoy, Brady and Cole so um yeah i i just i i find it hard and maybe i'm just scarred by the last number mm. of years in in Ulster but i just find it hard to see how Rammer are going to win this game well, my wallet is scarred from from Kassara, and I have to be honest, I had absolute <laughs> max bet territory that time. I couldn't see how Kassara would win that game, and I remember thinking, you know, what what a disappointment that one was. But we, we always reference that one. I know, I know what you're saying. I I think that, and maybe again, maybe this is just cabin bias. Unless unless my eyes are completely deceived me, I think Rammer played to a very high standard in that county final replay, and. I think other teams that have won the championship have have hit a similar standard in Cavan. And what I think has happened here is we've had a succession of sometimes hammerings where, where we had teams that win the championship that that, that you take Kingsford in, in 2015. They were dead and buried halfway through that championship, but they made a few changes and they got over the line and they did a Kingsford mm. on it. Um, but I don't think anyone in Kingscourt would, would say that was a vintage Kingscourt championship winning team. The 2012 Mullerhorn team, there were a lot of, they had a few young fellas, but there was an Asian team that was one final hurrah and they got through narrowly through Cavan with, with pure experience and guile and, and knowing how to win tight games, got them through in, in 2012 and the Gales had been beaten in the quarter final. They saw their opportunity and said, we're not going to let this pass and, and they went and won it. But they weren't, the sort of team that would absolutely terrify you going up against them. Whereas I think Rammer are the sort of team that would give that give, would give opposing managers sleepless nights because I think they can hurt you a lot in a lot of ways. And I think what has happened over the course of the last 10 years is succession of defeats has reached a point where there probably is no club footballer playing football in Cavan who has ever won a game in the Ulster Senior Club Championship. And that's that's what is leaving us at a no, massive... Except for the Gales, 2017 players. Oh, sorry, apart from those Gales boys. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, apart from those guys, boys, they won. They won two games, um, but apart from those fellas, there's no other player in the county that has ever won a game in it. So that has left a massive deficit of experience, and it's left us going in with hope rather than expectation in all these games. You're going in yeah. not knowing. Like Rammer could be hammered. This is I don't. The, I the Rammer's not going to be hammered in my opinion, but but you are going in thinking. Like how good are Rammer? Could we win this game? Is it a totally different level? Are we going to be hammered? Are we? I'm saying we as in the Cavan champions. Are we going to be close? I'll just tell the truth, you're a Rammer man now. Take out the <laughs> membership card. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you're not tipping Killing Gareth again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say Mullahorn or Calvin Davis. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that's what that's what's leaving it difficult. But I I refuse to believe that Rammer are that far off any other team if they put their best foot forward and, and go out and play. And like they're going to have to play. I think they're going to have to play better than they played in the county final. But I do. That's, I, that's a that's a definite. Yeah, I think so. But I do think that that there's potentially improvement in Rammer, uh, and home advantage is a big thing. So, I, yeah, the draw is the draw has been very, has been tough. But again, home advantage, like, is massive. Would you rather get one of the supposedly weaker teams and play them away, or would you get one of the strongest teams and play them at home? I'd say it's a coin toss, really. I think home advantage should be huge for a Rammer team going in here. Most of these Rammer lads have not most of them, but a lot of them have played in the Ulster Club Championship. Uh, five years ago as well so I know that was one game but it's just the preparation yeah. for it and everything else I don't think it's just the hour that when you cross the line I think it's the whole build up and the training getting back to training after the county final and little things you can watch mm-hmm. out for I'm sure if they look back now they probably will think we've we've learned more about when you go back to training after winning the county final what you do differently I'm sure they're going to be that little bit ahead of where they were back in 2016 so Look, it's going to, I think it's going to be tight. I'll be honest, yeah, I think it's going to be tight. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at let's hear from a man who knows a bit about um down football, as I said, journalist with uh, Gaelic Life and RTE, Niall McCoy. Paul caught up with him a little bit earlier on. Okay, delighted to be joined now by a man who knows a thing or two about, about down football, Niall McCoy, journalist with Gaelic Life and RTE. Uh, is going to give us the lowdown and hopefully he'll not be giving away too many trade secrets or the darn people will be after him but you might give us a few pointers uh, Niall on uh, Kilku and on Riyak who, who are both coming to Breffney Park this Saturday to play in the Ulster Club Senior and Intermediate Championship thanks for taking the time to talk to us Niall no problem. I think a few people would agree or disagree with you there, saying I know a thing or two about down football, but we'll we'll power on. <laughs> yeah, well, looking at looking at Kilku first, Niall. Um, was just doing a bit of googling earlier earlier on, you know, a top class research, and I, I saw that they've won ten Darren Senior Championships since two thousand nine. They've won five in the last six years. Obviously, they're actually the holders of the Ulster Club Championship because they won it in twenty nineteen, and there was no competition last year. They were in the final of the Ulster Club in twenty sixteen and in twenty twelve. So they're coming in here as, as massive favourites. Um, what can you tell us about this Kilku team? Are they past their best? Are they as good as ever? Um, or is there a sense that that they sort of stutter through the county championship with one eye on Ulster as well. Yeah, well, uh, there's probably two ways, whatever way you want to look at it, Paul. Um, they certainly had one of their trickier runs to the title. Um, you know, I, I, Mayor Bridge in an earlier round were all over them in the first half of a match. Kilku turned it around in the second half. Now, it wasn't knockout, so you can't read too much in it, but it was interesting to see a team going at them and going so well. Now, Mayor Bridge had a really poor second half. Uh, Darl Brannigan was tremendous and Kilku turned it around. Then they played Kerry Duff in a knockout match and it went the extra time, um, which was a repeat of last year's final, but Kerry Duff were, I suppose, surprise finalists last year. It would have been a game Kilku would have been expected to win, not handily, but would have taken care of Kerry Duff easy enough, but uh, went the extra time. But again, they got over the line. Very physical semi-final against Barry Holland. Uh, I'm sure, you know, a bit of, bit of messing about in the sideline and stuff, but again, Kilku come through a tough game. And then they go into a final against Burn. Now, Burn were missing a few forwards, admittedly, but 
that was the match where I thought Kilku were starting to look a bit like uh, what we expect. Um, Burn turned the pressure on the last 10 minutes, made a real game of it. But for 50 minutes, Kilku were in complete control of that match. They were doing all the things you expect from Kilku, breaking from deep with pace. Uh, their defenders are winning their one-on-one battles. Uh, they're being disruptive at midfield. They are being very accurate when the, when the chance has presented themselves. And you know, that probably leans towards the idea that they are a team that have been targeting and peaking for Ulster. And when you get to that, as you said, there are nine and ten years, you're entitled to target Ulsters. Um, you know, they'll, they'll never admit that publicly and different things like that. But they're well entitled to look at Ulsters and, and perhaps even beyond, given how close they did come to that. All are entitled to that. Well, yes, yeah, sorry, the start of last year. Feels so feels about five years ago since they were in that All Ireland final, but it was actually the start of last year with Carfin beat them after extra time by a pint. So they are a very seasoned team, a very experienced team, a very seasoned team, a team that knows this also club inside out now for the last decade, Paul. And they are right, quite frankly, one of the best teams in Ulster still. And historically, where do Kilku rank in Durham? Because I know that in Cavan, like we'd look at the likes of Bourne, who who beat uh, Crush Law in an Ulster Club final, they beat Kingscourt in an Ulster Club final, and we know that Bryansford were a great club team over the years. Are Kilku a team that was traditionally always very strong, or have they just come in the last decade with this unbelievable team? Yeah, no, they've, they've just come. Um, Kilku are, are well off the roll of honour, but they're winning, uh, what year was it? Was it uh, 2009 was when they won their first county title in this run, and that was their first title from the 30s. So, you know, the, it, was, it was basically an 80-year wait. I think sometimes it was 82 years between their 2009 and the one, the one before it. Uh, so, they, they, listen, they, they were in Division 3 and 2 not that long ago, before that 2009 win. I think uh, when Jim McCarry had a stint with them prior to his, you know, his championship winning time, he was in with them before that. And I think I remember him telling me they won a Division 3 or a Division 2, and I remember seeing people crying with tears in their eyes. So, oh they were a team with a, a good role of honour, but we're talking a team that whose role of honour stopped in the 1930s when it came to senior championships. So, they've just put together a, an excellent team, and, and for 12 years now, they've just been way out in front. Burn have given them plenty of plenty of bother over the years, but they always find a way to beat them, bar that one county final that that is, is, you know, over the last 10 years, it's the only county final to have them won. Burn beat them by uh, four or five points, I think, in the final, and, and that's the only time they haven't won it. So it's been a real success story, and listen, they're just, uh, they're so dedicated, they're really committed. Um, you know, they often talk about, you know, just there being nothing but football out in Kilku, and, you know, you talk to any of the boys or talk to Conor Laverty and all, and it is basically just such an important part of their life and they're very talented very talented I think anyone watching Kilku would, would see six or seven county players a few of them particularly the Brannigan brothers don't seem to have a real interest in county football a number of county managers have tried to get them to come in and with, without success they're just a, a very well set up team that are so used to playing the way they're playing over over a couple of managers now and listen just keep rolling in the titles and who knows could be another one coming in a few weeks yeah, obviously they're going to start as massive favourites given given that apart from Cavan Gales in 2017, no Cavan team has won a game in Ulster since 2008 and that was the Gales. So for to get a team outside of Cavan Gales to have won a game in Ulster, I don't know how far back you'd have to go uh, with Cavan. But uh, you mentioned Conor Laverty. Who else are the players that we need to look out for? We'd be familiar with Sheila Johnston down here because he played so well for the for the down on the 20s against Cavan this year. 
Yeah, I remember reading your report and you were very impressed with Sheelan after that. Uh, Sheelan's playing well. Sheelan's a, an excellent player. Um, but it's the two brothers um, that you have to look out for. Uh, Jerome Johnson is... He's just deadly in front of the goal. He's probably one of the best goal finishers in the in the in the country. You know, it's Kevin Solomon last year's Ulster semi final in that first half. Exactly what he could do. Um, but just when there's a sniff of goal, he's he's going and he's going to find it. Like he scored a cracking goal in the in the county final against Burns. Well, most players wouldn't have took the shot on. He took it on and on right foot to the net. Uh, I when I can watch him this year, the best player for me by a country mile has been Ryan Johnson, who'd be the middle of the three. Um. He's just fantastic. He just glides over the surface. He wasn't involved with Down last year. And if he had been playing against Calvin, Calvin uh, Down probably would have won that match. He is, he, for me, he's one of the, the most enjoyable players to watch in Down football. Just the way he gets up and down the pitch. As I say, he sort of glides over the surface. He's, uh, he's, he's just really, really nice to watch. A bit sort of like Arne Kernan and the way he moves and um, gets up and down and he can take a score. He can really take a score. And man of the match in the county final, he kicked four points on play and he was, listen, there wasn't even a discussion over who was man of the match. He, he won it by a landslide. Um, he's in really good form. Who else? There's a wee boy you have back, Rooney. I'm really enjoying watching him this year. He's getting up and down the field pretty well too, but listen, they're very good all over. Like it, the, the team hasn't changed that much. Team hasn't changed that much over the last couple of years. Sheelan Johnson's now a, a recognised starter. Um, there is a few injury concerns, so a few boys might get a run out. But generally, it's the team that has been there this last four or five years. You've got your Brannigans, you've got Connor Lowry, you've got your Johnsons, you've got uh, you know Dylan Ward in midfield, another boy a bit of county experience. Doesn't change the whole pile out of that. Uh, you know, a couple of canes and nets fine for goalkeeping positions and. Um, a court, another keeper, they've, they've three good goalkeeping options. That's the other thing, too. And uh, listen, the team hasn't changed that much, Paul. From their last visit there to Breffney when they played St. Vincent's in the in the All Ireland semi final a couple of years ago, there's probably not going to be a whole pile of change to the team sheet. Yeah. And before that, of course, they played Kingscourt in, in 2015. And I remember they were, they were wearing the All Black kit and they played like the All Blacks that day. They were absolutely brilliant. They tore Kingscourt to shreds. But Conor Laverty, um, obviously, uh, a man in the news a lot. He seems to be linked with the Darren senior job there for a while, and he's was um, prominent when the Darren on the twenties were, were going well. Uh, what's his role there now? Uh, like he's no more than ourselves. He's getting on a wee bit. Is he still as prominent as he was? Yeah, just when you mentioned that kit there, I wish to wore that kit every week because it's absolutely class. I yeah, know that kit to wore down that day. It was it was fantastic. Connor, listen, Connor's integral. He's, he remains integral. Um, Everyone's waiting for Connor to retire. I think every other club in Downs waiting for Connor to retire, and, and maybe they'll see a door open a wee bit. But Connor probably will play on for a couple of years. I, I would guess. I don't think there's, you know, I, I thought maybe after the Ulster title that might have been where he thought he'll step aside. But no, the hunger's still there. He's he's playing well. Probably hasn't just been as prominent as he has been in previous years. Um, linking up to play well as usual, doing a lot of good stuff. Probably just hasn't hit the heights just yet, but. Again, that's as a boy that lives for the Ulster Club, like you know, um, if, if you know if he's not watched this weekend, he'll just pull the strings from the first minute to the last because he's just so intelligent on the ball. And Connor, Connor doesn't score heavy for Kilku, he never did. Um, he's more than happy just to link up play, get assists, and, and different things like that. He's he's not there for the scoring, but he's just so important. And it's his movement, like it's his space creation. Like he he'll come out to the wing and that'll leave room for Jerome in behind him different things like that he just he just sees the game very very well and 
uh, listen, still an excellent player and a real threat. He, he, he's a real threat. And listen, that'll not be a surprise this weekend either, Paul. And um, I suppose no different than any other club that's dominating in a county. Like, um, success breeds contempt. Would it be right in saying that there, there'll be a lot of probably Darren clubs that would, be, would like to see Kilku beating this again? I know when, when other teams were dominating in Cavan that, that there would always be that sense that you know, you nearly want to see them beat that other clubs would. Would that be the case with Kilku that they mightn't be the most popular because they're winning so much? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think anyone disagreeing, that's probably lying. Uh, obviously, there will be well wishes, but a lot of people will be hoping they're beat. Listen again, it's it, it happens when a team's very successful. Kilku are also a team that do like to sort of tread the line in terms of, you know, playing they play very physical. As I say, there's a lot of disruption. So they do walk that disciplinary tightrope and the, the play on edge, and that's the only way to know how to play. And but it's very rare that you'll see a man sent off at a stupid moment for Kilku. They'll walk the tightrope, but they very, very rarely fall off at Paul. And they're very, very good at keeping fifteen men on the field uh, when when it's in the balance, when things are in the balance. Now, of course, they have picked up red cards here and there. I remember, well, going back, it could have been that two thousand and nine season, or it might have been their next title. I remember one of the McAvoy's getting sent off against St Gauls and. He was he was distraught, but they got over the line, and you know even the Matterfall team whistle, even though the one he was just absolutely distraught. But they generally they're not stupid, and um, they they'll, they'll push the boundaries, but they'll as I say they'll, they'll generally keep it right. Like you, they know when to push, they know when to, to pull back, and they are they're an abrasive team. And with that, you know teams come up against them, them and Burn as I say would have a, a big rivalry there. Kilcoo uh, and Clodagh traditionally would be a Big sort of fierce rivals have had their have had their I suppose their feisty encounters in the past, and again, Kilku have had the, the upper hand there over this last decade. So that only adds to it as well. Um, you'll find these rivalries if one team's winning so many of them, it does get a bit spicier. Like you know, as the the desperation of the opponent sort of grows. But yeah, listen, they're they're not the most popular team, but I don't need to care one bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. They've got the, they've got the medals to show for it. There, there's a lot of excitement in Cavan, I suppose, about this rammer full forward line of uh, James Brady, Sean McAvoy and Edo Cole, the captain of the team. They scored the, the entire 115 against Garner was scored by these three fellas. Um, so that's probably the, the trump card for, for rammer would be probably this this uh, trio of marksmen up front, along with a good defence, in fairness. Um, do you think that, that this... Rammer attack can get any change out of the Kilku. Is there any weaknesses there that you think that, that Rammer will be looking to exploit? For the last decade, everyone said the Kilku full back line is dodgy. Yet I can count on one hand the amount of games I've seen where they've actually been really in trouble. It's sort of those one of those things where people think they've got a weak full back line, but either the perception's wrong or teams aren't exposing it right because they rarely get caught out. I will say that May Bridge match I talked about earlier, and again it wasn't knockout, so you have to sort of keep that in mind. In the first half of that match, they gave up three and a half good goal chances yeah. um, in that game, which is rare. And sorry, in the first half of that game, which is extremely rare to see against Kilku. And again, not knockout. That has to be remembered. It wasn't do or die. Um, didn't give up a goal chance against Burn. Got one. Burn gave that a goal, but it was a, a big 50 yard pass in the bounced over the keeper and landed over the bar. But that full four line, I listened, I was covering a, a match in Tyrone, so I listened to that replay on the radio and it just sounded like what came across in the radio coverage was, you know, how good their decision-making was on the ball and how clever their link-up. And, and McAvoy, I was reading a bit about him earlier this week and he seems like a, you know, a really smart player and with, with experiences in different sports. And it, they're going to, if they are going to win, they probably are going to need a couple of goals. 
being realistic about it. Um, yeah. But they're they're going in that match. They're going to be red hot form. They're going to be full of confidence. So I suppose no better time. But again, they'll they'll have the Brannigan brothers for for company, and listen, that's not a nice experience. They're just dogged defenders to get a hand in here to get a you know a, an interception there, block turn. So if they are going to get out of the change, they're going to have to work harder than they ever have in their life. Okay, and um, looking at the intermediate game, um, now yeah, we, uh, Butler's Bridge are up against Enriacht, who who we'd be familiar with Enriacht, or I, I, I've often heard of them. Is that Marty Clark's home, home club? Am I right in saying that? You're right in saying that. Yeah, you're correct. So, so what's what's uh, the thinking about Enriacht in there? Would they be regarded as strong intermediate winners? Well, yeah, Enriacht sort of have been that side that. You know, they've played a fair bit of senior football. They've been an intermediate side in, in recent times. have won a few championships. Um, where they are absolutely regarded as a strong side. Um, as you see, a lot of history there, the Clarks and the Colgans are still there that would have been on, on big schools teams down in, around County Down and played on, you know, James Colgan, captain of Down minor to an All-Ireland uh, minor title in 2005, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they... they um, they won the county final with two late goals. So it was a real sort of smash and grab. Um, but And they also beat Savile by a point on way to the final. That was a game out in Burn. I think that might have been the quarter final. So it's probably been a really enjoyable championship for them because they've won a lot of tight matches. And as the final, as I say, they were they were bait like, you know, but they, they hit the ball, or sorry, they hit the net twice late on. So it's been a really, really enjoyable run for them. Um, and Rick always have been strong. I've always been a strong intermediate team. So yeah, listen, they're, they're not want to be uh, underestimated. The manager Bernie was with one point, won and uh, won a down intermediate with one point before. Okay, yeah. So so he knows he knows what it takes to win as well. Well, both the Bridge, I suppose, would be different because this is their first time ever winning the Intermediate Championship, but they have been building and they'd be well regarded as a very good footballing team with good forwards yeah. in, in particular. So um, do you think do you think that they can get at that on react defence or are they regarded as a solid unit? Yeah, but that, you know, and you'll notice yourself, Paul, and I was actually just talking about this to friends during the week there, previews of Ulster matches at senior level, you sort of feel that you can, you know, get a grasp on how they're going to work out. I find the intermediate and junior section is so hard to work out in terms yeah. of how tactics are going to transfer. It's just hard to compare how strong teams are coming out of different counties. Like, I went to an Ulster club match there at the weekend, Billy Kavarma against Sean McDermott and Monaghan, and I expected the Monaghan side to win that comfortably enough, but it went right to the wire. And it's, it's very hard to it's very hard to gauge how, how teams are when they go into the Ulster series. As you see, it's just Butlerbridge first title, so... You know, it's all new for them. What What's their mindset going to be for it in terms of can they get it, Andre? Well, yeah, listen, teams have been coming close to them. Like, they haven't been blowing teams away in those last few rounds. So, um, but the Down Intermediate Championship is particularly uh, competitive. It's a really good championship. Uh, there's always four or five different teams that genuinely probably have a chance of winning it. So, it's a, it's a good standard. It's a really good standard of football. Um. So listen, you you know more about you know Butler's Richard than I would like, but uh, and Rake aren't going to be a soft touch. I, I consider them to be uh, even the way they won the county final was you know a smashing grab, but still I'd consider them to be fairly strong. Okay, so just just to, just to wrap up on on the seniors, I'm going to call for a Kilku win here. I'm going to call the the, the prediction as a Kilku win. I I really hope I'm wrong. I've I've never 
ever ever hope that I, I a Cavan team loses. Obviously, these guys, and I think that they're they're great lads. They're great work ethic and everything. I just think it's a step too far, um, and I hope I'm I'm dramatically wrong. Are you going? You're calling the win for Rammer? I'm not. No, I'm not going to call the win for Rammer. Like realistically, uh, I don't think I'm going to go that far. I wouldn't fall over with shock if Rammer won the game. And obviously, same as you said, I really hope to see Rammer win it. But um, I think it'd be. I think it's just it would be just pure uh, heart overhead if I called Rammer to win the game because look, everything suggests Cuckoo in the game. But I I think Rammer would give a great account to themselves. I think they'll be they'll be in the mix. Uh, so hopefully they can get over the line. But I mean, put it like this: you're making predictions. If someone handed you a free bet and said put it on either team, I think <laughs> you'd, you'd be putting it on Cuckoo realistically. Yeah, but yeah, but I do. But I think I honestly think Rammer are going to outperform the odds. Put it like that: they're going to be. I think they'll be there uh, coming down the home stretch. And if they are, as Ray Cole said before, like um, we, after the semi-final against the Gales, I think you asked him, you know, was there ever any point where he was nervous? Or maybe I asked him and he said, no, because we've got, I knew that we're in the mix and we've got players who can pull a rabbit out of a hat like Sean McAvoy and players yeah. like that. So I, I do think they, ha- they have that. I will say on, the, I spoke with Conor Laverty after, after the the down on the 20s beat us earlier in the year about a week or two after um, had a couple of conversations with him but he was super impressed with Sean in that game uh, for Cavan and he was Cavan's best performer so I've no doubt he's going to be transferring that information on into it that Sean's going to be a marked man and, and it's it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a rabbit when he pulls it out because mm. um, it's not as if he's a normal sort of a youngster coming in and nobody knows about him. Kilku are going to be very well aware of Sean McAvoy and James Brady and Edo Cole, but the other guys have that bit more experience. Um, Sean is going to, going to, you know, he's going to be well marshaled. He's going to be watched very closely. And and this is a real test for, for someone of his caliber. You know, we all know how good we, we think he can be and, and where he can get to, but if he can pull out a, a good display this weekend against some of the best defenders in in Ulster club football. It's it's a step up again. It's another level that he's taken his game to, and and I think he I think he can do it. I genuinely think he can do it, and I think he can be the real problem for this this Kilku side. So I, I forward think, to it. Yeah, I agree with you there. But I actually think that Rammer have to really go for it. Like there is no yeah, point to Rammer going out and saying, "Well, let's keep it tight." Like. That's no good. It's like so what if you lose it? So what? Yeah, it's an it's an Ulster. Every other cabin team has been losing. So what? It's, it'll be forgotten about fairly soon if you lose it. But you have so much to gain by just going for it. It's not like when you're going out in the county championship and it's knockout and you've a lot not to lose. I don't think Rammer have anything to lose. They're massive underdogs here, and it suits Rammer uh, when they play like that. Balls out on the front foot, just humping ball into the inside line taking on yeah. players that we saw that in the replay when the shackles are off so I and I think they will go at it like that I think that's how they and will approach it it's funny actually because I spoke to to former down footballer Sean Ward um, he's from Boran who were beaten in the county final by Kilku and what he did say to me was that the, the Boran supporters came out saying we didn't have a really cut at them we didn't really go at them we paid a lot of possession attention we tried to manage the game but we did it from a position of we were from behind after uh, Jerome Johnson's early goal. We should have been just going at them because when we went at them, they were vulnerable enough. And that, that was the feeling from, from a Bourne supporter. So it'll be interesting to see do Rammer just really go at them. But it, 
the game is dictated by the first, how you play the game is going to be dictated by the first 10 minutes of the game. So if if Rammer go at the early doors, get four or five points ahead or get two, three points ahead, then tactics change. If they're behind, they've got to go at them all the time. So it, it, it'll be interesting. A good start is crucial. Um, and a good start means that Rammer can play the game and dictate the terms, but they've got to get out of the traps first. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So, Dar, I suppose the, the first question was, what was the, the celebrations like? I suppose it's a while back now, but uh, around Butler's Bridge, I'm sure you had a great time. Yeah, the players. Yeah, look at it. I mean, it, it was it was a great it was a great uh, occasion on the day and a great experience for Butler's Bridge. It's the first time they ever won an intermediate, and yeah, we let them go and have their their fun. I we didn't train for it was two weeks after we got them back. Um, but yeah, the lads had a really good time. They did the usual, you know, a couple of days and went to Dublin and and then the following weekend then as well they they had a night out as well. And yeah, we we waited until two weeks after to get them back because like that, you know, you have to enjoy these occasions, you know. That's and and that's what they did. Was that's fair play to them, yeah. Was the was the, was the gap um, between the final and then Ulster? Was that a help because it allowed you to give that two weeks and, and let the boys go and fully enjoy the occasion? Um, it possibly was, but I suppose like the fitness levels are quite good. Um, so I don't think they were going to lose much fitness in a couple of weeks, you know, either way. So if, if the game had been two weeks after, we possibly would have got a session in on the Wednesday just to kind of a loosen an out session. But you're not really doing much you know, aerobically or, you know, to, to get them up to any kind of fitness levels. But they're quite fit at the minute. And they were actually, the, the second week, they were actually contacting Paul McCurry themselves looking for runs. Some of them were. Not them all there, but some of them were. Um, but, uh, yeah, which is good to hear, like, you know. Yeah, definitely. The, um, I suppose the, uh, the, the the preparations then, so, so you've had, if you took the two weeks off, you've had two weeks of preparations. How have they gone? Have you been able to get challenge matches? Has it been just a matter of, was there any niggas yeah, came out of the final? Or? Yeah, look, it, 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 it has been, uh, it's been difficult. We, we tried to get a match last week. We didn't get one. We have one now this weekend. Um, some of the players are involved in, in, in colleges football and some of them are involved in schools football. And I suppose as a, as a coach, the important thing there is is the player management part of that and linking in with the players and finding out, you know, what their workload is. I did I did try to contact and try and have that contact with 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 another coach from another team. But I found that difficult. I, I and I and look I suppose historically it has been difficult and it's been an issue for counties and club teams that, you know, as coaches we don't do enough of Communicating together around player welfare, 
Um, so I, I would have had an incident there, you know, before the, the final where, you know, two of the players played a challenge game for one of their teams and one of them actually got injured. And it, 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 it's frustrating that because it's not player welfare. But look, we've, we've, we've identified that and we know now that we link in with the players. So, for example, on Wednesday evening, a few of the players had played a schools game the day before. So it was great they turned up to the training session. But they did very little, you know. Yeah. In fact, really didn't get involved at all, and that's what it's all about. And I think if more coaches are take that line, I think I think the players themselves will appreciate it, and that's what it's all about at the end, really. Yeah, yeah. It's... But, but back to your question. Look, at the preparation has been good. You know, the lads have come back and they're hungry. We're lucky enough; we don't have too many niggles. You know, it, it's the usual there, one or two lads just carrying little niggles. But again, they're managing that, and hopefully, in, in you know, next week they'll be ready to go. Yeah, definitely. It's it, it, this time of year, I suppose, because of the age profile of the player you're dealing with. It's it's a a collage of schools, colleges, mm-hmm. um, all, yeah. all sorts of different things. But and, and not all managers but, take that approach. That we'll we'll nah, let them rest when no. they need to. Yeah, no, and, I, and look at it. it, it I've, I mean, historically, down, I could go down 10 years ago, even with development squads, you know, with, with clubs that, you know, were training lads before development squad sessions. And I, I really think, you know, with all that's going on and and, and, the, and the massive change, which we spoke about a couple of weeks in this world, like, you know, that we don't still trust each other to kind of have that conversation, you know, and, and it's, it's it goes with county managers. And I'm sure you'll have that yourself with the under 20s but I mean I know myself like there was four of them there last year and never once like I don't think we had any you know difficulty with yourself and vice versa like you know what I mean and I think it's I think that the lines of communication need to get better because like as I said the week before the final we got a, we had a lad got injured who would have been who would have been on the squad yeah and and that's very disappointing you know that's really disappointing and, and you know the coach who was involved there you know again I would have contacted him a couple of weeks previous and had a little conversation with him around the, the management of these players and, and we kind of had a plan for that week before the final and, and then that week of the final but look I'm not going to harp on about that it's, it's you know that's the way that's the, that's the way it goes you know yeah, it can it, it can be awkward tell us what do you know about yeah. on, on React on React yeah look at it I'd be straight out I didn't get up to their final but I did get to watch it um, the streaming <laughs> The, the streaming is great, I'm, and I'm sure they're probably appreciative of them too. Uh, that you, you can get to watch games, and uh, yeah, look at it. Like Butler's Bridge, the first time ever winning an intermediate, um, first time actually ever winning a senior championship of any description. You know, which was which was a great achievement for them. I know they won a, a senior league in 2007, and possibly have one or two players that that are still around from that. So look at the, they, they have experience, they've youth and experience, and you know, yeah, I think he's young, he's Noel McArdle, yeah, he would have played that, I think I, I would have read about that. But yeah, they, they have youth and experience and they have lads that have played for down at, at, at various levels. They have lads that have, would have played with down schools. Um they, they use the squad very well, yeah. They they, they, they they bring on lads there who, who can make an impact. And I suppose the big thing is the resilience. Like that's final. You know, they never gave up. They never gave up, and you, you have to admire that. Like you know, they kept at it and kept at it, and they got the result in the end. And look at fair play to them. Like as I said, like Butler's Bridge, their first, their first uh, senior cha- intermediate championship. Sorry, 
So yeah, fair play to them. It's going to be it's it's um new ground for both sides in terms of the intermediate mm-hmm. uh, Ulster Championship. In in light of that, is home advantage a big advantage? Yeah, of course. You but but link you know yourself the the the. The Northern teams love to come down to it to the south, and 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 you know they have a swagger about them when they come down, and I'm sure they're going to look forward to, to coming down to Cavan. Um, I know Marty Clark is is from that that team, and I'm sure Marty will will uh, give them advice on the on Bresley Park and and its surroundings. He, he been haven't been involved with the under twenties a couple of years ago, um, but I'm sure they're going to look forward. But like like that, we are looking forward to it as well. You know, it is. It is Cavan, and we're expecting a big support. The fact that it's a double header, I think the, the other lads will be allowed in, will they? Yeah, should be. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just with the COVID, like you just don't know at the minute. But yeah, so like I mean, that that will be an advantage that we we'll have good support. But I, I'm sure on react they're looking forward to coming down as well, um, to play in Brefney. Yeah. Do, do do you see it? I, I'm always kind of curious on. A manager and a team's approach is is Ulster a bonus or what way do you approach it? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, Damien. Like I've racked my brains in the last couple of weeks around this. It was, it was great to hear Ray Cole saying that you know Rammer, you know, are getting focused on on Ulster. You know, because I find in Cavan that it's just it is. It's as if we're happy with our lot when we win a championship. You know, and like I heard Paul saying about that stat, like, you know, that senior team hasn't won an Ulster game in, in so many years. Like, you know what I mean? For me, as soon as that final whistle went against uh, Bally Hayes, I was I was focused. Actually, the week before, I will tell you, I knew who was playing in the intermediate final and down. I had that sussed and I knew when it was on. You know, and I said it to the lads. So we were thinking, and I'm not that with no disrespect to Bally Hayes, but I just had that in my mindset. You know, he's going to be next, and so for me, Ulster is. It's not a bonus for me. It's it's about it's it's about the next challenge. You know, for this for this team, and look at the lads. I'm not putting pressure on the lads on that. You know, it, you know, it is a bonus for them fellas. But they are yeah, they're switched on and they're looking forward to it. And I, I know from the experience of 2007, we, in our first game against, uh, I think it was Ty Holland, we just went to that with the kind of, ah, we, should we give it a go anyway? And then when we got a good result there, the momentum started to build again. You know, and it, it, you're back into championship mode, like, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, we're look, definitely looking forward to, to, to Ulster. It's definitely uh, looking forward to this next challenge. The um the, the the interesting part is I suppose it's it, it's almost like the constant evolution that if you if you have the goal of just winning or winning just your championship then you've no further targets but you've got to constantly be looking to get better and therefore it's not it's never really a bonus. Yeah, and, and look at as I said, and I I did say it to you before. We I've never mentioned winning. And a lot of the teams, like I just don't mention it. It's not a word, and I suppose I've read up on a lot of books there and some of the most successful coaches, and they don't focus on that word either. It's about the performance. And yes, of course, it's great when you get a, a good performance and you get a good result. But like I said, some people would have been happy with their lot there now a couple of weeks ago following the Bally Hayes game and trying to change that mindset and introduce them to this new challenge. 
and has been has been interesting to say the least. Like you know, what I mean, because you don't want to be put. I don't want to feel the players and it's a chore for players to come down. And, oh, here we go. But you look at that team that was going to come down Sunday week, Kiku. Uh, wow, like I mean, look at them lads. Year in, year out, bump, bump, bump. And it's not just, like theirs. You know, their next, their focus is 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 uh, you know, Ulster, and it's it's. it's now, it doesn't end for them because like, they, they love playing football and I want that it's the same with me I just want these lads loving to play football loving to play. we trained there the other night 50 minutes max max 50 minutes because it was a Wednesday evening it was a cold evening we got there and we did a lot of ball stuff relevant to what was going to happen now in a couple of weeks time and they were gone and they were, they were fresh walking off the pitch you know they were, they were bouncing walking off the pitch probably the fact that it was such a sore session but Still, it's just keeping that interest going and, you know, that, that want and hunger to, to keep playing football because it's a hobby, really, at the end of the day, but just to keep enjoying it and keep playing it. That's well, my goal. Like, and I would like to see, I would love to see that with other club teams and and, and hopefully it will start and, you know, happen. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's an absolutely brilliant philosophy and, and, and I think it'll, uh, it, 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 it is becoming more common that people are thinking of it like that, that it's not, it's no longer the chore. It's, it's the enjoyment of the journey. And uh, you're definitely a, 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 an advocate of that part of, of the, of the process we go through in, in, in GA coaching and management anyway. Mm, yeah, I would have said, I look at, I mean, it, it's not just look at me. And I suppose, you know, I'm a youth worker myself, so I'm used to dealing with young people and, and the issues that they have in, in, in life and stuff. And I suppose, as as coaches, you know, sometimes we don't understand, like you know what I mean, that that you know these kids have you know stuff outside of football, and I know the challenge a couple of weeks ago. Some of the lads are saying they had exams and that coming up, and the education is so important, like you know what I mean, and 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 I appreciate that. And in our conversation, lads, you know, if, if it's an exam coming up, you know, give us a shout, like, you know, and we'll manage that. And 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 yeah, we we did, one of the lads there last week, you know, on a Friday evening there, he's. He's 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 late in college there. Yeah, that's hundred percent. Don't worry about it. You know, rather than that thing of, all right, I'll get through this now and I'll get into the car and get down and you know, be not, and you know, where is he where is he there? Like he's 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 rushing through his college work. He's getting into a car, he's coming down, he's you know, and, and then he's onto a pitch and how is he? Like he's tired, mentally tired, you know, which then, you know, could have injury but you know, you could have injuries from that. Like so it's just communicating with these lads that and uh, which I enjoy doing anyway, and 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 you do, you get the response then. You get you get the res- response from the fellas then, that, and they'll go out on the pitch and they'll they'll play mm-hmm. the football. And look, at it, it's not a popularity contest, and I know there's going to be players that will be disappointed with some of the decisions I make, and that's that's the way it is. Like you know what I mean. But in the main, I, I do. I try and look out for these lads. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, so far so good. I was just going to say it's worked so far. So. <laughs> I suppose going back to your interview, Paul, with 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 Niall McCoy, and and there is a big part of this you're going into intermediate, and you just don't know what the opposition are really like. You can look at games, but you don't know what the opposition they've played the standard is like. So it's it's very very hard to get a gauge on who's going to win these games. Um, but from from hearing about on react, obviously you mentioned there in in that interview with Marty that there were. Um, it's Marty Clark's club. Sorry, with with Niall, it's Marty Clark's club and John Clark, obviously. But 
I was speaking to another guy from from on React, um, who was telling me basically the story about this on React team that won a Division One league title back in twenty or two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine to beat Kilku in the final when Kilku were just starting that super run, but a load of their players emigrated, huge amount of them from just outside Newry, and they all went away and went around the world, basically, and a lot of them have come back. And this is the first year that they've had a lot of them back from that. Now, right. granted, they're, they're an older team now. They've become a, a, an aged team, but littered with quality that was fit to win Division One League title in down. So um, it, it, it's while they, from listening to Niall there, they, they didn't have it all their own way. They came from behind in the county final, obviously, with two late goals. They're not going to be taken lightly. And, and we heard from Darren McCarthy talking about their bench and how important their bench was with the two goals that, that, that they brought on off the bench. So um, it's, it's, it's by no means a gimme. No, it's far from a gimme. I'm actually kind of surprised to see the bridge uh, as such strong favourites there. Well, not, I thought it might have been, you know, 10 to 11, 11 to 10, because I'd say it's, it's in these intermediate games, it's pretty much a coin toss. But the bridge have a big ace in the pack in the form of McCarthy like he's outstanding manager I think he's done a brilliant job with them uh, home advantage and the, the, just that the way they move the ball that stellar forward line that they have I think they're going to give any intermediate team a lot of trouble and if they can if they can keep it tight as they did in the semi-final and the final of the county championship I think the bridge are right up there and I think our, our intermediate teams are closer to the to the leading to the standard uh, than, than probably our our senior teams are like we, we have mm. been in the final of that um three times in the last 14 15 years like Balnia won it Lavi were very close against the Cookstown team who won the All-Ireland Mullahorn are very close I felt Mullahorn were the best team in that and just got caught by that Navy and the team who, who made the All-Ireland final as well so um I'm trying to remember 2019 who who was in it Lara Lara were beaten by the Tyrone champion yeah. in Oma and, and Lara's and preparation was just great yeah, they got to the final of it. Um, you know, so I think our teams have, have been competitive and that's probably feeding into the bookies' odds here as well. In fairness to... They, a, a lot of credit has to go to the Cavan County Board on this one in the regrading. It's given it's given our, our intermediate champions a better chance in Ulster because when we had 16 senior teams, your 17 team going into Ulster was significantly weaker yeah. than currently it's your 13th. Well, at one best stage team. we had we had seventeen teams in the senior, so that's yeah, right. It was the eighteenth. Right. The best the best part of that was it was around the time that that commission came in, and the whole thing was that we were going to reduce the number of senior clubs. Um, from <laughs> and we from, ended up doing the opposite. We were meant to go from sixteen down to nine, and instead we went from sixteen to seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a cla- classic. I hope, at the time. I hope the same review co- the the review committee that's just finished up their findings. I hope they don't <laughs> look back on what was the outcome of that last. Uh, that last recommendation set from Mr. Quinn. Anyway, um, no, but it, it has worked out well and, and, it, and it's made a big difference. And I think that that's why Butler's Bridge can go in with a certain level of confidence, knowing that if they play to potential, they're going to be there or thereabouts in Ulster. There's not going to be a team that will absolutely hammer them. Um, you know, and that's that's something that, that's, that, that they've got to take into it. Listening to Dara there, I thought a couple of really interesting points from him. He was he was saying about how since the county final, it's been a little bit different in terms of managing the workload. So players are off and they're playing with colleges and they're playing with schools and, and they have to maybe 
think more about the player welfare and let the players rest. And and you can see why Dara is such a good manager because he he does take the players welfare and the best for the players into consideration all the time and it 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 reminded me when i was talking to him of a conversation i had with um with um chrissy mckeague when slot neil were winning ulster in both horland and football and he was talking about how mickey Moore was the manager at that stage and mickey would just say okay you yeah, know this week you go off i don't want to see any of the hurlers the way he's go you train horland and, and whoever's left which at that stage was only six or seven players that weren't dual players i'll i'll train those guys but we're not going to bore you boys out so let's just go and the results were just phenomenal that they they the, the freedom to trust the, the manager of the Horan team that he's going to keep them boys in good shape and that the footballers are going to come back hungry each week and, and, and better rested rather than burnt out. That's kind of the, the, the train of thought that went through my head when I was listening to Dara talking about, about player welfare. But I, I think what's also important here is, is Dara doesn't look at, at Ulster as a bonus. I thought that that was kind of, and, and, and he referenced um, Ray Cole and and how he he was delighted to hear Ray talking about you know going and giving giving Ulster a real rattle and that's something that we haven't really always done and I wonder is he referencing back there a lot to to Balanya's time maybe um, mm. how, how they they could have done better in 2013 yeah um, Balanya had the pedigree of winning the intermediate like in 2007 yeah. Um, so yeah it's it's interesting look. I, I think he's an outstanding manager. So, and I think he's got a great bunch of players, and they're really playing for him. And I thought they, he showed, or and they showed that they were able to peak when they needed to peak. Like I thought they, they put in a really foot perfect performance against Bally Hayes, which was needed, I think, to beat Bally Hayes, and and they delivered mm-hmm. that, and they, they played super, and they played super against the Collins in the semi final as well. So, there's no reason to believe the bridge won't show up in this game. I think they will, and obviously it's a lottery. To some extent, because we don't know much, only what we've been told about this down team. But I imagine that it's going to take a, it's going to take a good team to hold the hold these bridge forwards. Like for example, um, I think that if you put Barry Hayes or Cuchollins into that competition, I think they'd be competitive as well. So yeah, the bridge, and the bridge are the pick of all them. So I, I I I'd be hopeful enough about the bridge there, very much so. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. I I think where the bridge have an asset is that throughout the championship they have relied on different forwards in different games so Quivy in its own games Finton in some games John Fitzpatrick in some games Paddy McPhillips in some games the spread of scorers in in, in some games Cahill Leddy coming up and getting a goal or or Finbar Connolly or Peter Connolly you know they've 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 had a good out spread the whole way through so if on react they're looking and saying, okay, well, Finton was class in the county final, we've got to watch him. And we know of Quivine, there's so much more in this Butler's Bridge side that can hurt them. Um, and I think there's even more to come from the bench in in in, in Ulster and maybe some of the players he was talking about, uh Darrow Thunder, they were injured going into the county final, I think may be available. So um yeah, looking forward to that. Throw in is a quarter to four. Best of luck to Butler's Bridge. Um I, I'm not even going to try to call it. You know, because we know so little about Onreak, so I'm going to give you the pass on this one, Paul. We'll 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 go with the hope rather than rather than the yeah. calculated estimate. We go with the bridge. We go with the bridge. 
we'll, we'll, we'll give it all in hope for the bridge in it. Um, very best of luck to Butlersbridge and to Rammer United. Folks, don't forget to check out our Cavan Lives podcasts um, over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan and spread the word. We've had um, Mark Farley has interviewed, done really good in-depth interviews with Shane Connaughton, um, Academy Award winner and Finn Keenan. Um, filmmaker and ad producer who's worked with Danny DeVito and Nike and all sorts of amazing brands and people. Um, more of the ads that you've seen on television have been made by him than you would realize. It's it's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, check those out, Cavan Lives over on our Patreon service. There, all of our diehard uh, subscribers get to have that for free. And if you just want the Cavan Lives podcasts which this week features Bart McEnroe, who's worked with um, probably most famously with Mickey Hart back in the early noughties, but has worked with a lot of big teams, including Dublin since that and, and big companies. But he talks with Mark this week. It'll be out on Friday. Um, but if you want to subscribe to that, it's only $3 a month, nice and cheap, sure, for four podcasts. Um, we'll have six of them out before Christmas in total. So should be should be well worth it. And also we'll have our review of the Den um, v. Neve Cole game. What we hear from Stephen Baxter and from Ben Connolly after the game. And we've done our power rankings, numbers, clubs or teams, 20 up to one um, in Calvin. So if you want to hear those rankings, it's all over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. Thanks once again to McAvoy's for sponsoring the podcast here. And thanks to Paul for your time. Thanks, David.